Welcome back to the Bench Press Podcast. I'm your host, Bennett Snyder. To my right, we've got Wesley Statman Minky. Check your pulse. Across from me, we've got Cameron Robertson Crobb. <laughs> How we doing? And to my left, the always faithful, our producer, Timmy, Tim Way Conway. How we doing, boys? Very faithful. Very faithful. Let's get right into our sponsors. Bench Press Media partnered with a company called Never Rest. They created the first portable foam rolling pad. Wes, what was the main reason we partnered with them? Because here at Bench Press Media, we never rest. Make sure to use our code, the Bench Press, when you go to buy your own for free shipping. And together, we will roll, roll the world. Crab, take it away. You know, we got another sponsor, man. We say it every week. Max's Meals. It's Max's Meals, people. Great charity, great cause, great people. Max's Meals. Check them out. Check them out. We love Max Meyer. Best West, athlete. Wes is wearing his Max's yeah. Meals shirt right now. It's huge. Look love inside him. the studio. Is that love two him. episodes yeah, in a row? Back two episodes back in a row. Back back. Do it One of week. us has to do it next episode. It's huge. And we well, gotta, it's got to be you. I was yeah. going to be naked next episode. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, oh. Well, All right. I mean, we do have a bespectacled Bennett Snyder in the host chair today. Yeah, maybe got, wear glasses today. Maybe, what was that word again? Maybe you wear at like a like a bandana and then just let the rest go. Maybe we'll see. Spectacle. We got. We got time to. We got to check Shooter's policies on dress code guidelines. We'll figure it out. Regardless, uh, we got a very interesting episode today. It's going to get very heated. I already know. Oh, yeah. Friendships will be tested. Um, <laughs> tears might flow. But we know the main thing we need to talk about is the Sweet 16 this weekend. Grob, your dookies are still alive. Yeah, they are, baby. I- I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. I, I wish... My, my cats were alive. That's all right. I wish Wes's Buckeyes yeah. were alive. But we should, you know, I shouldn't go too far because Tim's Musketeers oh, did yeah. make the final four. Yep. The, of the NIT. The National Invitation Tournament. Uh, Are you sure it's not in tournament? Hey, it, I think it, it is. It could be. Tim, do you think Xavier will uh, hang a banner for that final four? What about runner up in the NIT? Would they hang a banner? I don't think so because we, I think we've been runner up in the NITs before. The only NIT banner I know we have up is like the championship one we won. I'm pretty sure this is a rematch of an NIT semifinal in like 1950 something. This is a rematch of the A10 final from 12 years ago. Interesting. They said it last night though. I think this is also a rematch of like an NIT semifinal from like the 1950s. Oh, no. Wasn't that supposed to be, I thought that was a championship if they got there. No, like they specifically mentioned St. Bonaventure and Xavier, oh, so I would assume okay. that part. Okay, well, regardless, let's get back to the, the real, real tournament. The real yeah. tournament. The, the real tournament. 16. Let's start with the West. Gonzaga versus Arkansas West. Who do you like here? Um, I like Gonzaga. They're too talented to lose this early. And like I said, I think they're a Final Four team, so let's get there. Grub. I'm going to pick Gonzaga because I want to play Gonzaga. I think Arkansas, they've played two close-ass games in the first two weeks. You know, Now they're going to play the number one overall seed in the tournament. Must bus might take a stop here. They have to go out west. If Gonzaga stays out west. It's gonna be hard. I'm gonna rock with Gonzaga. Tim, the wheels on the must go round and round. <laughs> I'm taking Arkansas. Uh, I like JT Note. He is a dog. I think that uh, Memphis exposed some weaknesses that Gonzaga has last week, and I think Must Bus is the coach to actually capitalize on it. I'm going to roll with Tim here. I think Arkansas can run with Gonzaga in this one. Gonzaga beats people by playing at a super fast pace. Uh, Arkansas was able to run with Kentucky. They were able to run with Tennessee. They were able to run with Auburn. I think they can do it. And so the wheels on the must bus go round and round in this one. Give me Arkansas. Let's move on, Karab. Texas Tech Duke. A celebrity pick posted 
that this was his fourth game of the year. It's Big Cat. He's taken Texas Tech. He said he wants to be single-handedly the reason Coach K goes into retirement. How are we feeling about yeah, this? Yeah, Big Cat's got a lot of time on his hands. You know, Wisconsin lost Iowa State. They won two games last year. Just keep, just keeping it going. Brad Davison's career finally over. Big Cat's still dealing with that, I'm sure. So there you, might be. It's very possible Duke wins this game that me and Big Cat could start beef. It's very possible. So you're taking Duke. Obviously, I don't even think you need to ask me that question. I think Texas Tech is a tough matchup for anybody in the country, but the real question is, are they going to be able to score? They did so against Montana State. They didn't against Notre Dame. I would argue that we can match up with Texas Tech better than Notre Dame can. We're going to be playing with some fire because of that finish to Michigan State. I think we've finally found ourselves, and we know what it takes to be a championship team. We want that rematch with Gonzaga because we want to beat them again. I promise you that. And Coach Kate's about to get his 100th NCAA tournament win. Ain't no way he's staying at 99. Well, it turns out it, 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 it is a good reason that I asked you because you just went on for, you know, good two minutes there on why they're going to win. So I'm Well, oh, that's just because I, I wanted asked. to share my thoughts. I, I didn't, you didn't need to ask me at all. We could have moved past. Everyone would have known who I was taking. Mm-hmm. I had a good stutter there. I don't it know was. what happened. Yeah. I think I died for a second. Sometimes you just it's have a mental lapse. It might have been, been a stroke. I'm I, was, not, I was thinking, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe you sure. can see say. so well now that you are you can't speak as well. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Wes, who do you like here? Um, I'm going to ride with Krob here. I think Duke wins this one. I think it's closer than Krob wants it to be. I think Texas Tech will... Uh, make this a good game, but Duke's too talented. Tim, it's going to be a battle. Uh, whoever wins this game, I'm rolling with Duke because I'm just going with talent, um, and I'm going with coaching. I'm a big coach guy when it comes to uh, basketball matchups. I think it matters. I think that Duke is a better coach. I think they just have more talent overall. Uh, I don't know what the total in this game is, but I'm going to say smash the under. Smash the under, and you're taking Duke. Well, I'm going to keep it a buck. I was going to take Texas Tech, but now. I would like to 4-0 Duke just because we know how 4-0. Especially oh, on this podcast. Uh, especially on this podcast. I'm sorry, I'm, Krob. I'm taking Duke. For we the all 4-0'd Kentucky, 4-0. and we saw how I'm that sorry, went. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So First round exit. About time I get some juju back over there. Let's move <sighs> on tough. down to the east. UNC versus UCLA. Tim, you said you like coaches. Who's got the better coach in this one? Uh, I, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say this. I think Mick Cronin is a slightly better coach than uh, Hubert Davis, but I like UNC in this game. I think they just have... They have Team of Destiny vibes. I think the fact that they could end up matching up with Duke down the line is like the NCAA, they know how to make storylines. That would be a storyline. Like that would be crazy. And I want to root for that. So that's why I'm rooting for UNC. I want UNC to win this one. Krob. This entire matchup comes down to the health of Jaquez Jr. for UCLA. Jaime Jaquez. Jaime Jaquez Jr. If he can play, UCLA has the size to make Armando Baycott have issues. They have the offensive guard play to make Caleb Love and R.J. Davis struggle on the defensive end. And Mick Cronin is exponentially a better head coach than Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis has been outcoached consistently all year. He was even outcoached against Baylor. His team just played out of their minds. R.J. Davis specifically had a nuts game. I don't think he can do that two times in a row. If Juarez doesn't play, I think UNC is going to be able to take advantage of him and his defensive and offensive outputs not being on the floor. So I'm going to roll with UCLA because I believe he's going to play. But if he doesn't, I think UNC does win the game. What a cop-out pick. Wes? Yeah. Um, see, here's my method in March. Uh, I, like to tier, I like to cheer for teams to just create absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that reason alone, I'm taking UNC. Okay, perfect. Uh, I'm going to take UCLA too. 
Uh, I'm going to agree with Tim over there. Um, you know, Mick Cronin, you better get it done eventually. He does not have an easier path than what he has this year. It's literal cake to get to the Final Four compared to what Ooh. it could have been. So Purdue? give me UCLA. Well, Wes, let's move on to that game then. Purdue versus St. Mary's. You said you pick games based off chaos. But you're going to pick Purdue over St. Mary's. Well, or St. Peter's. St. Peter's. This is a round of 64 game happening in the Sweet 16. This doesn't come very often for a team like Purdue. Um, and for that reason, they're going to cruise. Purdue is going to win by 20-plus. Okay. Krob. I'm going to take the Peacocks here. <laughs> Um, they're one of the best defensive teams in the nation inside the three-point line. Purdue is the best offensive team in the nation, bar none. It's going to be a pretty strong matchup. Here's where I think the Peacocks have the advantage. While undersized, Casey Nadefo is a great defender. He will easily bait Zach Eady into foul trouble. He will be able to bang with Travion Williams down low because physically they match each other strength-wise. I think if they can limit Ivy even in the slightest amount, they have a real good opportunity because Purdue, outside of those three guys, is a bit of a weaker roster. The Peacocks have one hell of a backcourt and Banks and Eater who just don't give a damn. Doug. They will just go out there, play with literally the utmost confidence, and Shaheen Holloway can coach his ass off. Yeah, he can. So you're rolling with the Peacocks. I'm going to take the Peacocks. They've proven twice in a row now that they can win games against teams that are better than them. Tim. Uh, this is purely a heart pick. I am not, like, my gut when it says, oh, Purdue's going to roll. But I don't want to see that happen. That'd be so boring. I do. That'd be so boring. Uh, I'm going purely with my heart here. The Peacocks, Doug. I'm taking the Peacocks, too. Um, if they're going to beat my Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> in the first round of 15 over 2 and then beat Murray State in the round of 32 and get to the Sweet 16... They better be a fucking team of destiny and be the first 15 seed to ever make the Elite Eight. St. Peter's and Doug are going to the Elite Eight. Let's move on. B-dubs, Doug. Doug. Up to the South, which sounds weird to say. Yeah. Because the South is in the top it's side. It's down. Yeah. South is down. And but but yeah. The but, south. But, I know. That's but, why it sounds weird. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is weird. But anyways, number one seed, Arizona. Number five seed, Houston. Wes, who do you like here? Yeah, I like my champion, Arizona, to win this game. I think Houston, as you guys love to say, the metrics love Houston. Um, but on the court, I'm not sure any player in the country right now is better than Benedict Mathurin. Crab. Um I'm going to take Arizona. I think this is probably going to be the best game of the Sweet 16 matchup-wise. Um, Houston, metrically and analytically, is one of the best teams in the nation. I test hasn't been great this year. But last weekend, it was really good. They beat a very good 12-seed in UAB. They beat the absolute piss out of Illinois, who, honestly, Houston should have been the four. Illinois should have been the five. But mm-hmm. we can't do anything about that now. They're going to play Arizona. Arizona just survived one hell of a test from TCU. I think that Arizona knows what it's going to take in this game. I'm not sure Houston does. I'm going to take Arizona Tommy Lloyd to make it to the Elite Eight. Tim? Uh, I think Arizona's going to win. Um if they, if Houston keeps playing like they've been playing, it's going to be a good game. Uh, Houston's been playing really well. Uh, Arizona, they did struggle against TCU. They got lucky down the stretch, but I mean, in March you got to be a bit lucky you, to win the national championship. You got to be a bit lucky. So I'm gonna roll with the Wildcats. I'm picking the Wildcats too. Even though I think Houston's going to win the game, I need to pick the Wildcats. 
for the sake of my ass not doing the blazing challenge. <laughs> so like Tim did last last round with the heart pick, I'm doing the heart pick of Arizona here. Respect, brother. Let's move on. The 11C Michigan Wolverines against the 2C Villanova Wildcats. A rematch of the national championship in what, 2019? 18. 18? 18. 2018 national championship. Tim, who do you like here? Uh, I like the Wildcats. I think Villanova has what it takes to win in March. They are veteran-led. They have the best coach in the country. Um, Colin Gillespie is undoubtedly a star, even though he's been in college for like 20 years. He's a star. Villanova's going to win this game. Krob. I'm going to take Villanova. It's a coaching pick. Juwan Howard is a good coach. I don't think he gets enough credit. But Jay Wright's one of the best coaches in the nation. Villanova won two natties in the past six, seven years alone for that reason. Colin Gillespie is in his 18th year of college basketball. That's a lot of experience. Michigan, Hunter Dickinson's been really good. But we're going to see what Devontae Jones' status is. With the concussion, I'm assuming he'll be able to play. But I just think Villanova's more talented. They're better coached. And they have a real shot to make it to the Final Four again. If you can beat my Buckeyes, you can beat those Wolverines. Wildcats roll. I'm going to do it. I'll take Michigan. Uh, Michigan, out of all the teams left, even over St. Peter's, Michigan is mostly giving me Team of Destiny vibes. Very fair. I for you know what for the reason that you just gave Wes, if Michigan can beat Tennessee, they can beat Villanova. Tennessee was a extremely popular national champion and Final Four pick, and you know what, Michigan just flat out outplayed them. And so you know what, I'm taking Michigan in this one, and I think they're going to match up against Arizona for a great Elite Eight matchup. So last region, the Midwest. Crab, this is a heartfelt one for you. Number one seed Kansas, number four seed Providence. Who do you like here? I'm gonna take the Friars. Heart pick? Heart pick, and I actually do think Providence can give Kansas struggles. Kansas hasn't been spectacular in this tournament. They've given me no reason to believe in them, to dominate this game, that is. They're a one seed. Obviously, I think they're one of the best teams in the tournament. Providence has proved people wrong. They had a strong upset pick in South Dakota State, probably the most common upset pick in the Mm -hmm. entire nation. They proved that wrong. They held one of the best three-point – no, the best three-point – three-point shooting team in the nation to 27% from the from three. And then they won by 30 in their next round. 28, but we'll call it 30. Now they're going to go up against KU. If Noah Horstler can extend Mitch Lightfoot or have to extend David McCormick if Providence decide to go a bit small, that could cause problems matchup-wise for Kansas. If not, I really think Nate Watson can bang down low with McCormick and Lightfoot and come out as the champ. If they can have their veterans be able to play smart basketball, not turn it over, and they can play good, sound team defense against guys like Ochai Abaji and Christian Braun. They have a real shot to win this. I think they can do it. I think Ed Cooley is a fantastic coach. I like the Friars to go to the Elite Eight. Wes. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. Too good to lose this early. Tim. I'm going with Kansas. Uh, Bill Self is a better coach than Ed Cooley. Um, I think that when you got a guy like Ochai Abaji, that's all it takes in March is to have a great coach, a great player, and I think that David McCormack can bang down low with Nate Watson. I am torn on this one, but McCormack's been playing well, and Oche Abaji is up there with Benedict Mathurin for the best player left in this tournament, so I'm going to rely on talent in this one, as well as some experience on this Kansas roster, so give me Kansas in this one. I also need them for my uh, blazing challenge, so Fair. Uh, Kansas. Fair. 
A very interesting final matchup here in the Sweet 16. Iowa State and Miami. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll start this one off. I haven't started yet. I'm going to take the Cyclones. I'm all in on the Big 12 over the ACC. Uh, Iowa State really impressed me with the win over Wisconsin, mainly just holding them to 49 points. That was huge. Uh, And then they held LSU to 54 points. So, I mean, haven't given up more than 55 points in a game so far in the tournament. That's damn good. I'm picking you to win your matchup. Give me Iowa State. Wes? Yeah, uh, I could be completely wrong here, but, I mean, defense wins championships. I don't know if that translates to basketball or not, but if you can hold a team to under 55 points, you should be able to win most games. Um, I think Miami's going to give them a good test. Good matchup here, 10 versus 11. I Mm -hmm. love it. But uh, give me Iowa State. Krob? Give me the Hurricanes. Been all over them since the start of this tournament. They are way better than anyone gave them credit for the entire year, including myself during the regular season. There's a reason they beat the absolute piss out of Auburn. They were fantastic at exploiting matchup issues. They had Walker Kessler have 2,003 minutes. Mm -hmm. They know how to play. They have veteran guys. Charlie Moore had a near triple-double against Auburn. And Miami's big knock all year was they had to outscore teams. They held USC to 66 and Auburn to 61. They've played good defense. They can play good defense against Iowa State. They can take advantage of matchup issues. I like Sam Wardenberg from New Zealand, their big, tall, lanky guy to create some matchup issues for Iowa State. And I think if they shoot the ball like they normally do, which they have been, I love the fight in Laranegas to go to the Elite Eight. Tim? I'm on the Cyclones. I've been on the Cyclones. Kind of like Krab with Miami, I've been on the Cyclones. But I've been on them all season. I think that they have the potential to upset anyone. They play great defense. Uh, they have a very tough test going up against the fight in Laranegas, but I'm going to roll with the Cyclones. Uh, I can't remember their head coach's name right now, but he's done a crazy job turning this program around in one year he has very excited for them and you know what iowa state might be number third in my rankings for team of destiny yeah they do (laughs) yeah going from like two wins Mm -hmm. last year to this crazy maybe i should create a team of destiny power 16 rankings should have probably should have who knows that's all right that's sweet 16 wrap up i'm glad we got that out of the way because you know what we had to it's march madness it is the most interesting thing going on in sports right now but as far as us four are concerned Buckle up, folks. It's time to buckle up. Um, you know, so we're, we record this Mute episode on Wednesday. button might get used yeah. today. We record this episode on Wednesday. It gets released on Thursday. Let's recap Tuesday. The Dolphins signed Teron Armstead, and Wednesday, the Dolphins trade for Tyree Kill. Wes, take over. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about the Teron Armstead uh, signing. It's a great signing. We're waiting on it all offseason. It was the one domino that had to fall in Miami's offseason plans, and it finally fell the right way. It feels good to get a top left tackle uh, in football, and it's a uh, cornerstone that the Dolphins needed. So my biggest thing with Armstead, I I really, really, really want to know how this deal was structured. Like that, I do too. That's, I'm waiting on it. I am because five years, seventy five million. It can get up to what eighty three. I think it was eighty seven. It's eighty seven and a half. Eighty seven and a half. Yeah. Okay, so there's got to be plenty of incentives in there. A lot of um, more Pro Bowl based. Yeah. I would not be shocked if this contract is extremely front-loaded. So where now it's easy to say, yes, he's the 20th highest paid left tackle in football. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he's making something like $27 million next year. Um, it, it would surprise me a little bit because of the way the deal is. I know you saying like, oh, he's up there in age. Like, yeah, he's 30, but for an offensive lineman, 30 is not old. I mean, Andrew Whitworth just played a Pro Bowl and – yeah, Super Bowl <laughs> champion season at left tackle at 40 years drive, old. You're going to drive me crazy with the I'm Whitworth just, comments. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, be honest, though. He just had a great year. 
and he's 40 years old. I mean, I don't think 30 is that old, to be honest with you. And Teron Armstead just played a great year. I don't think it's that big of a deal contract-wise. And if it is 25-plus the first year, that's great because that just means later on when the contracts come uh, start ending, you got plenty of money to okay. spend. Andrew Whitworth is a gener- generational talent okay. at left tackle. We Andrew Andrew Whitworth do not fall off trees. Not everyone. I mean, when's the last time a left tackle made it to his forties? Is he the only like uh, the people? There's more of them, but like they have the people like look at the people who are in his generation. Like Joe Thomas played eleven seasons, mm-hmm. was ten straight Pro Bowl and All Pro for the first ten, but injuries caught up to him because like. He, he literally didn't miss snaps. Like, yeah. it, crazy. I definitely think, like, left tackle or just offensive line in general is a position where either you have great longevity because you're just that good, or if you get injured, if you're injury prone, your career can get cut short because you're constantly taking hits every single play. Mm-hmm. So now with those two, and then obviously the trade for Tyree Kill, yeah. immediate contract extension. What were, what were the details on that? Uh, $120 million over four years. Uh, I don't. Seventy-two I don't and a yeah. half guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. So, so seventy-two and a half guaranteed. So that's a hundred. It's thirty per year. Hundred fifteen to uh, two players. Yep. And guaranteed. then plus Xavier Howard's contract, would which be, is would make not it, up yet, or which is not up yet, but he wants yeah. to be the highest paid. So they're going to restructure it. But this I'm cool is, with it because if they restructure, it, it's going to save money anyways this year. See, so this is my biggest thing. I I just don't know. So obviously they're going. In your eyes, all in. I just don't see the depth. You're getting all these star players. I'm just not That's buying. What do you mean? I'm just not buying that there's enough key pieces here to go win a championship. The whole before Teron Armstead, all we signed was depth pieces. At, like your offensive line, Armstead goes down at left tackle. What happens? Austin Jackson or Liam Eikenberg, and you get two brand new offensive line coaches, and the offensive coordinator is the O line coach from the Chargers who just developed Rashawn Slater. Okay, I'm developed just Rashawn Slater. He was a he was the 13th overall. It wasn't a slam dunk pick. He oh, was going to be good. Knew. He, he was going to be he good. He was the second offensive lineman taken. Okay. Yes. He some was people be had good. him ranked. Some people runs. had him ranked over Sewell. And he had I a better argue, season than Sewell. Yeah, bo- saying, bo- both wasn't. of them were all pro. So. They were both, both of them were all pro. Tim has a great point. Just yeah. saying, they were both rookies. It's not easy to be a rookie offensive tackle and be no, great not. right away. Oh, I'm no, just saying he definitely helps the development of them. That's all I'm saying. I'm just. And if you get a guy like. Teron Armstead in there who's been around the league. Anything like that always helped develop a guy. Like, that will always help to show yeah, him a light. That's very true. And I, this is just my biggest thing with the NFL. And it was when we had the big Raiders debate um, when I said, what the hell are the Raiders doing still trying to win? Obviously, they are. They traded for Devontae Adams. I just, and Chandler Jones. Or sign Chandler, Chandler Jones. Chandler. Yeah. I just don't know what some of these teams are like. And this is not knocking on the Dolphins because I think equally the Raiders are as just as stupid. There's nothing wrong with sucking for a couple of years. I just don't think some of these teams are in position to go we and have make this. Sucked, though. We've been through that. I mean this I know. really respectfully because I said the Raiders were just going to kind of stay in mediocrity. I, I would not. say the Raiders are set up pretty well to compete in the AFC. And you know what the worst part is? Is not every single team in that AFC West is going to make the playoffs. No. Oh, and no. I, I can tell you which team isn't going to make the playoffs I told you guys now. It's I think not it's for pretty, weeks. I said they're going to beat up on each other all year. I, I think it's pretty think obvious be... which is the worst. I think mm-hmm. one team is going Chiefs. to become the Seahawks of the AFC West. And it's going to yeah, be the and, Chiefs. And don't get me wrong. I love the Tyree Kill trade. I just don't love it from the same standpoint as you. I love it because I think Tyree Kill left a contender and went to a team who's not a contender. And now the Chiefs are not even close to being at the level they were in years past. I love it from the standpoint of we gave up picks 29, 50, a fourth, and 
or two fourths and a sixth, mm-hmm. and one of those fourth and sixth is next year. My whole standpoint is you're not going to find a player better at any of those picks than Tyreek Hill I combined. Com- I agree with that because, but now this again now that, I know what you're going to say. Yes, they're not worth thirty million dollars. No, no, uh, that that is true. But no, what I'm going to say is I completely agree with that philosophy because if you look back a Steelers Dolphins trade that happened a couple years ago, we traded our first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Like yeah, it was ended up being Wasn't the tw- two of them. Uh, no, it was one. It was just one. It was a first get, and a second. It was yeah, first we, and a we get it was like the twenty seventh pick. You're not gonna mm-hmm. find Mika yeah. Fitzpatrick at the twenty seventh pick. And also, that was when he was still in a rookie deal. So that was mm-hmm. a gr- like when you look at that. Mm-hmm. But paying him that. thirty million dollars is so much, especially for a receiver who obviously is very son, very good. Right? Then he beat his son up. Yes, he did. But like yeah, I just think, domestic but I just think the haul in general to trade for a. Receiver, you just gave up a lot for a receiver, which oh. I feel like great receivers kind of do fall off of trees. I'm not saying Tyreek Hills necessarily does, but great receivers do. Might I add this point, and you guys can talk about Tua all you want. If it doesn't go well, we have two first-round picks to push to get any quarterback we want next year in the draft. Oh, yeah, no, that's So my true. exact point is set them up now, and if Tua doesn't work, you have every asset signed for at least two more years if they're a big deal. At least two more years to get the next rookie quarterback, whoever it is. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, one of those yeah, guys. Any guys you want to bring in. If it's a veteran quarterback, I don't care. Like anyone you want to bring in, you have all the pieces set up for him. So here's my thing, Wes. It's super easy to say that guy's not going to be available in the fourth, sixth, second, even first round because he's an all pro. Right. Do you know what pick Tyreek Hill went in the NFL draft? I don't, but I assume it was late. because 165th. Yeah. Great so, Oklahoma State receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous in my eyes. I mean, like, I, and this is what I said. I don't think the Dolphins are still even close to being contenders. Just based off the fact of, yeah, I think they have improved their roster, Wes. I'm not buying Tua to lead a championship team right now. And I'm not buying Mike McDaniel as a first-year head coach to lead a team to a Super Bowl. I think they did it. I, McVay did not win a Super Bowl his first year. I, he led him to it. I know. And I'm, I'm not saying. I just don't think they're contenders. I don't. And I McDaniel, no prior coach experience. I know, neither did McVay. But I think everyone is kind of seeing now Sean McVay's, much like Andrew Whitworth, they don't fall off trees. And so, I mean, it's just the money thing to me. It just didn't make sense. I, I just don't get why they're going quote unquote all in right now when I just don't think the if they were in the NFC if you take this Miami Dolphins roster and put it the NFC I would be looking at you right now and saying I think you're a top three team in the NFC I think you've got a real shot at this thing the issue is you're in the AFC and the AFC has only gotten better by a million percent this year I agree and so I just so what was it five draft picks uh yeah five so that's essentially one, two, four, four. Yes, six. you're getting Tyree Kill. You're also spending roughly eighty million more dollars in my eyes. I'm cool with it. For what he brings to the offense, I'm very okay with it. The Dolphins <sighs> have terrifying. created the fastest offense in NFL history, and it's not even close. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Moster, and Chase Edmonds. And Mike Kosicki's pretty And Mike Kosicki's probably tight one of the faster tight ends. He ran in the a league. four five four. It is. There are four guys now on the offense, and only three of them are probably going to start that all have a sub four four forty. So then now let's talk Tua. Tua doesn't get it done this year, he's gone. I agree. Absolutely and gone. And we talked about this today. I said, and I'm agreeing with you, all the pressure's on Tua. If he can't deliver this year, yeah, he's done. Mm-hmm. That's his last year. Uh, I think that if Tua does not work out, I think you see they clean house with everyone, not Mike McDaniel and staff, but I think Greer's out, is all, Greer's oh, yeah. out also. We because can. once again, every Ryan Pace is the only GM I can think of off the top of my head that was able to draft two first-round quarterbacks. Like, he See, should, here's my thing, though, with the whole Greer debate. Yeah, people say he he makes a lot of big misses, but at the same time, if you look at what he's done, 
over the years of him being a GM, he's only had three drafts as the GM drafting players. He's been a, a part of the system for 20 years in Miami, but he's only drafted for three years. In those three years, he brought in last year's draft alone, Javon Holland, Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Phillips. Those three players are going to be impact players for the Dolphins for years and years to come. He's been a part of the draft where, yeah, Austin Jackson didn't work out. Tua has not worked out yet. Guys like that where you can look at it and go, yeah, he's missed on those players. But in the grand scheme of things, what he's doing, he's done more than any Dolphins fan could have imagined. If you had told me in the past 24 hours the Dolphins would have signed Teron Armstead, gotten uh, Tyreek Hill and signed him to a four-year extension, I would have laughed at you. Like, there's no way that's happening in Miami. Yeah, And, like, he's giving the fan base hope. Which is like all any Dolphin fan could ask for right yeah, now. now. We haven't had hope in 20 years. Fair, but if you look at the AFC in general. I agree. It's not a great time. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I agree. Like, Obviously, you chose a bad time. You're not even the best team in your division. Uh, I think we're a lot closer than people assume, though. Uh, Josh Allen. Think of it this way. This past two meetings between the Dolphins and Bills, at halftime, the score was 14-0 and 21-0. Both times, we had zero offense. Both times. We had six punts in both halves of those games. You're adding this much offensive firepower with a guy who's literally called an offensive guru by the best offensive head coaches in the league. I'm giving them a chance. The defense can hold them for long enough. If you make it a game, it's a lot harder to play against teams 14 14. But also, you have to look at what the Bills have done defensively. They have probably the best defense in football right now. Uh, Vaughn Miller, Tremaine Edmonds, Trey White, like three of the top guys. Yeah. Gregory Rousseau, like three of the top, like like those three. Those are three of the top guys at their position in the NFL. So I just think if you're not even the best team in your division, and also like the Patriots are still a threat for sure. They're oh, yeah. they're a playoff team last year. Like Mac Jones is something. He's probably he's the second best quarterback in that division. I I just think that when you look at that, it's definitely scary as a Dolphins fan. You have to look at how many guys you have to play twice a year. I made a list. Yeah, we we made a list. Yeah, we did. We made a list. I made a list. We made a list. Sorry. Yeah. Of our list did contradict each other a little bit. Yes, though. we had one contradiction. Yeah. Uh, of all the teams just in the AFC alone, I would take over the Miami Dolphins. Okay. I took the Bengals and the Ravens. I took the entire AFC West. Krob, your Raiders made that list. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, I took the Bills, and then I took the Titans. Derek Henry will be back. Yes. And then I took the Colts with Matt Ryan now. Not And I'll tell you what I did for those lists. Um, It was not just purely talent. It was not pure talent. Um, The Colts, Dolphins, vastly more talented roster than the Colts. I believe in Matt Ryan to... And Frank Reich. Matt Ryan, Frank Reich, and Jonathan Taylor to get And not even offensively. Their defense is loaded with veterans. Yes. Loaded with veteran presence. Yes. So, and... The Colts also get to play the Texans and the Jaguars right. in four of their games. And I would Jets. say the Colts aren't necessarily even done making moves because they're trying to get another wide receiver, yeah. and there's yeah. multiple receivers they could bring And you in. know what? And that may be part of it. And I don't want to go out too far on a limb here, but I think the Jets have had a very sneaky good offseason. I agree. Yeah. And they are building the right way on their offensive line, and I think the Jets could be sneaky, sneaky. Not good, but I think they could win somewhere Decent. between 7 I and could, 9 games. I could see them being a very sneaky 7 and 10, like a good yeah. 7 and 10 team. Mm-hmm. Honestly, even if the Jets were to win 5 games, yeah, that's more. still a massive improvement for mm-hmm. them. And then, obviously, the Titans, they get the same thing, Jags and Texans. And then, Bills, we said, best team in the division. The West, like I said... One team's not going to make the playoffs, so the Dolphins, record-wise, will probably end up above them because they're all just going to beat up on each other, I agree. And then, obviously, Bengals and Ravens. I, I, think- I have a question for that. So, 
Speaking on that, you didn't say Browns. No. No. Sean we, Watson, you don't think? Uh, uh, we're, we, we are assuming a eight-game suspension. We left him off the list because of... Okay. You're going to get at least half a season of Jacoby and Brissett. Then, same thing game. we said about the whole AFC West thing. You don't think Brown, or, uh, Bengals and Ravens will... Even if they even if they even if they split like it's Uh, like because I think the Bengals are more talented than the Ravens but Bengals own the Ravens right now yeah I agree I think the Bengals are more talented than the Ravens Mm -hmm. but Steelers also own the Ravens right now yeah a lot of teams own in the Ravens uh yeah I the Bengals Dolphins own the Ravens too we'll we'll get we'll get into the Bengals off season the Ravens lost about four games last year by like five points like they're not that far off neither of them were the Bengals games because the Bengals blew them out twice Dolphins lost and the Browns stole the Browns stole a couple from people last year that if. Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback. They ain't stealing. And yeah. Tim, the only difference Tim had on his list was he was taking the Steelers, and I have no godly reason why he did that. I'm not even going to try and defend Thank him. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I just want to put this out there. Dolphins were, what were we, 9 and 8 last year? Yeah. I want to say, yeah, 9 and 8, and lost three games by a walk off field goal. Yes. Win those three games, and they're in the playoffs. True. That's the only defense I can make to you. And I, my other defense is, is Teron Armstead and Tyreek Hill not worth one win? Because that's all left them out of the playoffs. That's all I want to say. I do want to throw, throw in the point, though, that as much as walk-off field goals sometimes are against your team's ability to stop, the Dolphins also did let some of those happen. The Jaguars game immediately mm-hmm. comes to mind. Yeah, That that's was a the only stoppable game. That's game. the only game on out of those three that the Dolphins didn't have a score the possession before and left, I think, under a minute left on the it's clock. Not even not that they much didn't, you can ask for It's not even that they didn't have a score. It was, it was purely the last seven seconds of the game the Dolphins lost it. Yeah, they did. They were one play away from winning the game. Well, offense, not even on the offensive side, literally just a defense. Let's talk about the Bengals offseason, shall we? Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. And you know what? This Bengals Twitter and Dolphins Twitter have been going at it. Wes, I don't know why. Wes and I included. I don't know why. I think it's mainly just Why because, can't we be happy for each other? Because, you know, I don't Two think. teams that stunk two years ago. Because if you're ago. in the NFL, you're not happy for anyone that's not your team. Exactly. And this, is, this was the bait. The Bengals signed Lyle Collins, Ted Karras, and Alex Kappa for the same price as Teron Armstead. This is where it got dicey. Some uneducated Dolphins fans not uneducated. thought that we were talking annual money here. Annual money does not mean shit this, in the NFL. Anymore. Oh, no, not anymore. Not even I got If the thing. Saints are able to be almost $40 million under uh, the cap now after being like literally $60 million mm-hmm. over, anything's possible. Wizardry. Yeah. Uh, it's guaranteed money, and that's always what it's, always, it's, that's what it's all, always been about. It's only so the money the that 100% is going. Yes. So... Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Lyle Collins. Even though Lyle Collins, his guaranteed money has not come out either yet, but everyone's saying it's what, like a two-year, twenty million dollar deal. Three Mike, year, thirty. Well, three thirty, but it's really more like two twenty. Yeah, with all twenty yeah. guaranteed. Uh huh. Yeah, and so twenty mil guaranteed. Uh, I believe Karras got five mil guaranteed, and uh, Kappa got uh, 11. eleven and a half. So right there, that's what would we say, thirty-six. 36 and a half right there. Yes. And then Lyle Collins gets 45 and a half. So that was that was the real debate there. And like I said, you mean Armstead. I, yes, sorry. Armstead. Sorry. Uh Armstead. That was the real debate. I, I didn't think it needed to turn into anything uh judicious there, but it did uh cause me to call out West Minky on Twitter. Just saying. It was a great it was a great little battle we had right when I woke up in the morning. Skip Spanish class woke up, battled with West Minky on Twitter. It was beautiful. But yeah, I absolutely love what the Bengals are doing right now in the offseason. Uh they did exactly what they need to, but they're not done. Um I manifested Hayden Hurst. Yeah, on over, yes. on ben, over to the Hayden Bengals. Hurst agent owes Bennett like literally even just like yes. just just a quick hundred dollar Venmo. That'd be nice. It would be nice. I'd love it. 
Um, but yeah, the offensive line is looking good right now. The only question mark is left guard. Quentin Spain definitely could still be re-signed. Andrew Norwell still out on the market. We still have the 31st pick in the draft. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can do, but all circling around Trey Wayne's being cut. No T's and P's for you, even though no. I get you can't help that you got hurt, but that is you know, arguably why the Bengals do contracts as they do now because they realize they got hosed with Wayne's. So... Uh, yeah, no T's and P's there. Eli Apple coming back. Yeah, burnt toast back for another year. Yes, that's big. Four million dollars a year. Though. Yeah, no. Oh no, you'll you'll take that cornerback mm-hmm. play every day of the week for yeah. four million dollars a year. Absolutely. Uh, Krob, what are the Cowboys doing? Oh, we just resigned the best punter in the league. That's big. That Anything else? Huge. Just resigned Jeremy Sprinkle. Some would say he's as good, if not better, than Hayden Hurst. Hey, and you know what the. The Cowboys can let as many people go as they want. At the end of the day, they're winning free agency because they're in the NFC. Yeah. And not, oh. not only is the NFC, the respectfully, NFC East. Respectfully, Cowboys are a top four team in the NFC. And they've yeah. lost more pieces than they've added. This yeah, I guarantee. I, yeah, like I will be so shocked if the Cowboys don't win the NFC East. They have to play Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, and Daniel Jones twice a year each. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is I'm telling just... you, Daniel Jones is going to be way better than you think this year. We'll see. Okay. Tim, how, how are you feeling about the Steelers? Um, honestly, I'm feeling okay. I think that the Steelers... Uh, Definitely have had just an okay offseason. I love what they've done on the offensive line. Uh, signing Mason Cole, love that at center. You get James Daniels, that's a big signing to play guard. Uh, re-signing Chuck Sikorafor at right tackle. The big thing is we're zeroing in on Tyron Matthew. If we can get him, him and Minka Fitzpatrick are easily the best safety duo in the NFL. I would hate that. Uh so that would be great. I definitely can see that being electric. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is playing quarterback. We'll see what happens there. Um, he's only It's a two-year, $14 million deal, but only $4 million of that is guaranteed. So really, it's like a two-year, $4 million deal. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if we, if Malik Willis is there at 20, the Steelers are drafting him. He, they are. I don't see them moving up for him, but if he's there at 20, they're 100% drafting him. Tim, Rob. can I ask you who your wide receiver three is now? You've lost James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Ray-Ray McLeod in the same offseason. Just a little concerned about the durability of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Right now, it would be Anthony Miller. Najee Harris? Maybe. Maybe Anthony Anthony Miller. Maybe split I Benny Snell out wide. Uh, no, yeah. Benny Snell's about to get cut. No, we don't say that. Tim, that's the Dude. story every offseason, and somehow he's taking, he's getting handoffs in week one every no, week. No, so. sin- uh, I'm manifesting sincere McCormick from UTSA in the seventh round. Uh, Jalen Samuel's still on the back. roster. Maybe split him out wide. Yeah, Wendell Robinson. I'm just a hey, little concerned yeah, Steelers, about the durability. Steelers will definitely be drafting a wide receiver in round two. I was going to say, I'm a little concerned say. about the durability of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool to be your only true wideout options. Yeah. They, they, it's we definitely can, something to think can, about. Can Dewey Haskins run a route or two? He could throw a ball so clean if it went through a car wash, it wouldn't get wet. That's true. Big Ben's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out. Also, Mason Rudolph will most likely be cut. It's big. Hey, well, Big Ben's hey, not in his I way. Really, no. I can promise you Mason's going to find a home somewhere else. Oh, one sure. of the best pokes Maybe the of all bronze. time. One of the best. No, Jacoby Brissett. Did yeah. he bring back like Charlie Batch? I was Batch? making a joke. What? Can you bring back like Charlie Batch? I'd love if Chaz Batch came back. I love Tim, Chaz Batch. Tim, has Josh Dobbs left the Steelers for NASA yet, or is he still on the roster? Uh, I don't know. He was hanging around last year, so I really don't know what he's doing. Does he, he make TikTok? He makes he's TikToks about NASA. Yeah, he was on the P squad last year. He's I don't a know rocket what he's doing. scientist. Yeah. Why would sense. you want to be on Steelers practice squad if you're a rocket if, scientist? If Malik Willis is drafted by the Steelers, then I would not be. Sh- uh, 100% chance that Mason Rudolph is released because they just re-signed uh, Dwayne Haskins. Tim, you haven't even mentioned my favorite signing by the Steelers yet. James Daniels. No. no, I Miles Jack. 
Oh, yes, Miles Jack, huge. Love him at middle linebacker. Uh, him and Devin Bush, two of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. We need Devin Bush to play better. You got Beef Low in there uh, coaching those Good two. Luck. So, yeah, you got one of the best coaches, in the, like a top 15 head coach in the NFL as your linebackers coach, and Terrell Austin's first season as defensive coordinator. So I love that pairing. Uh, I think it's going to be a dangerous defense, the still curtain. I'm wearing my still curtain shirt you know, today. You mentioned, you mentioned Beef Low there. Wes, coming back over to you. Yeah. What do you think Mike McDaniel said? Who's the Dolphins owner? Uh, Stephen Ross. Ross. What do you think Mike McDaniel said to Stephen Ross to finally get him to do all this now? You know what I mean? Like, um, you, you, get, you get what I'm asking? I get what you're asking. My answer to you would be no one's ever given Tua a chance, and I can get. I understand all the backlash you're going to come with me, but no one's given the kid a chance. Literally nobody. And so why not build your offense I mean, Mike Daniel is basically looking at Stephen Ross and saying, I'm going to be around for a little while here, so let's run it my way. I run an offense where we run the ball. What do I want? I want a fullback. Okay, let's go sign a fullback. Alec Inglewood, come on in, buddy. Um, I, I need guys that can be unbelievable in run blocking, but also can pass block a little bit. Cool, Connor Williams. Bang, sign him up. Let's go. It's not like a thing of B-Flow wanted players that McDaniel doesn't want. It's McDaniel's going to go out and do things because he knows what this fan base is seen and been through the last couple of years and he knows that things don't work like that and he's had a lot of success in san francisco why not like run it your way you know what i mean yeah i, I do get that i just don't know like i can't imagine that beeflo wasn't also wanting to get some big name guys in too i agree it just is it's shocking to me that maybe it's a bit of the dolphins feeling like they need to play catch up because they are you know desperate to win like you said like the fan base needs it but i mean also like i don't know i just my other thing is the Dolphins have tried to build through the draft for so long, and it has never ended up working. So when a guy like me you know, comes in and goes, hey, I'm gonna ra- I'd am i rather throw away those picks. Not one of those guys is going to be Tyreek Hill. Not one of those guys is going to be Teron Armstead. Let's sign him with all the money we have. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's a smart move, at least, for now. Wesley, who is better, the Dolphins or the Bengals? Why would you even ask him that? You're putting him in a bad spot. I know. Okay. Putting my fandom aside, I think if they played in the playoffs, likely the Bengals win. That's very nice. But I think say. regular season-wise, Dolphins have a better shot to finish with a better record. They play lesser teams. It's fair throughout the entire year. And I think Burrow has already been to the Super Bowl before. Tua hasn't. When Tua gets playoff experience, I think the Dolphins could be better than the Bengals. I think the defense is much better. I think weapon-wise, Dolphins can match up better than or better against the Bengals' defense than the Bengals' offense can match up against the Dolphins' defense. And for that reason, I think the Dolphins will win. Wes, who's rushing the passer for the Dolphins this year besides Ogba? Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle, Jerome Baker when we signed another linebacker. Three okay. guys that all had at least five sacks last year. And I think maybe it's just because the Bengals didn't have one until we got Hendrickson. It is just really damn cool to have a good pass it, rusher. Isn't it? You isn't got it? T.J. Watt, J- like, T.J. Watt, Phillips. Cam Hayward, and Stephon Tuitt. All three guys who, because he's come, Tuitt's coming back this year, which yeah. is huge after uh, having a heart issue last year. That's three guys who have all had double-digit sacks yeah. in a season before. All three of them at the same time have had mm. double-digit it, sacks. It, it's, it's really, it's, it's really cool. Jalen Phillips had five games started last year and had eight and a half sacks, and he was competing with a guy like. Andrew Van Ginkle every single other play to and try Kr- and get in. Crab yeah, also so, got two double-digit. Uh, Sack guys got Demarcus Lawrence and uh, Micah Parsons. Just saying, yeah. Ogba just got a bag. You know he's going to work his ass off to play. How much? And I think Van Ginkle can play unbelievably well in this Josh Boyer system. And Jalen Phillips is growing and growing and growing. So he is. I just 
And I was critical of the Hendrickson signing last year. I mean, you it were. was cool just because... It's a lot of money. It was cool just because we finally signed someone. It took a little while. We let William Jackson go, but he is a stud. And, I mean, now he's on a bargain deal based off what he did last season. Yeah. Um, I, that's that's the one position where I think it's going to be weakest for the Dolphins. I think a linebacker is still a weak position, and still, even, which is why I'm saying if the Dolphins make another splash move, it doesn't have to be Bobby Wagner. You get any linebacker that's been there again and can be a coverage linebacker. It's going to help the Dolphins tremendously because it's going to let Jerome Baker blitz. That's the one thing the Dolphins were really good at last year is when they sent all those blitz packages. It's because Jerome Baker was forcing so much pressure up the middle. If you give him a chance to blitz again, I think the Dolphins' defense gets much better. Uh, speaking of Bobby Wagner, he is uh, there's mutual interest between him and the Rams. They are uh, literally just came across my phone with Rappaport. They're meeting today, and a deal could potentially be done today for him to join the Rams. Huge. Hey, smart move. He stays in the N- NFC. I don't know why some yeah. of these guys are trying to get out of it. Yeah, and not, you're going to the, the Super Bowl champion, and you're going to a one of the best linebackers of the 21st century is going to be joining a team. And with, he gets to play against the Seahawks. Yeah, it's going to be pretty Leonard cool. Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's a lot of free lanes to make tackles. Jalen Ramsey in the poof. Yeah. Taylor Rapp went healthy. Oof. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Well, you know what? Let's wrap this up by saying one available free agent and where we think he's going to go. Can we do that? Oh, do I? Can we? Does it have to be reasonable or going to be a little dream scenario? I mean, not to your own team. Oh, all right. Yeah, that that answered the question for it with that answer <laughs> question. Tim, you start. Um, hmm. Available free agents. I'm trying to even think who's still out there. I can say one if you think. Yeah. If you want me to go. Who is available? Uh, I'm a big fan of Julio Jones to Green Bay. I I I like that too. I think it makes a lot of sense. Julio needs to go catch some damn passes for Aaron Rodgers. Um, And I can't imagine it's going to be expensive. Tim? I'm going to say Odell Beckham Jr. to potentially the Cardinals. Uh, They gave... They said Christian Kirk go away. Andy Isabella really doesn't play too much. They need another guy to be outside uh, an X. I could definitely see OBJ to the Cardinals. Rondale Moore. He plays in the slot. But he's goaded. I know he is. Crab. Last time I said Jarvis Landry to the Colts, I'm going to go with Jarvis Landry's good old buddy Odell Beckham. I like Odell to the Packers. Oh, okay. Did you see Odell came out and said he liked Matt Ryan to the Colts? That was about the most yeah. random thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, he said, let me take a break. So it wasn't meant in a way like, hey, I want to come to Colts. He was just taking a break. Can, and he okay. just wanted to comment as a fan. Oh, cool. we, we even talked about Deshaun Watson to the Browns at all in the podcast. I don't podcast. even want to talk about it. It's okay. disgusting. What about Baker Mayfield? Where do you think he's going? Panthers. No, yeah. he's not. No, they there. don't like They have mutual Wait, let's, let's Let's finish up. Wes? I'm trying to think here. Uh, Stephon Gilmore. To the Bengals. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah. I don't like it, but I think it makes sense for the Bengals. Oh, and they, they're they clearing cap. It's just... <laughs> Where's J.C. Treader going? Can I just ask that? Because that was my original pick. Is J.C. Treader the Dolphins? It, it really sucks. He's going to the Ravens. Oh, yeah. That, Confirmed? They, uh, no. He's going to go to yeah, the Ravens. Yeah, I think he's visiting there. Bozeman gone? Yeah, Bozeman's gone. They have a center spot. Uh, that makes sense. I'm just I hate that Dolphins so much. Fans are manifesting it now. I love it. Dude, the AFC... AFC North and AFC West are the best divisions in football. By not even, not a even close. Mile not even close. Ten, a mile and two additional yeah. miles. Russell Wilson is a so, Bronco. So I don't three miles. I think yes. The AFC East is very sneaky. Let's what do you mean? <laughs> Why are you acting like it's not? Because they had chance. two, the had Patriots, two playoff teams uh, uh, last year. Here, here's my hot take: the Patriots year. are not going to win more than five games this year. Why? They have name How a move. Have they na- name a move they've made. They signed Malcolm Butler, Super Bowl hero. 
He did so knock him baller. That's yeah, really dude, literally, and doing re, not regressing is regressing when Sign every other when every other team Resign around you Brown. is getting. Resign think about Brown what well. think about what the Dolphins did. They just went and got better. That makes the Patriots worse. The Jets went and got better. That makes the Patriots worse. The Bills went and got better. That the makes AFC the East doesn't have four playoff teams. No, that's why they're no, not as good as. But it the AFC North and the AFC West far. have play four playoff teams. That's why they're the best division in football when all four teams can make the playoffs. Browns are not a playoff team. That's my hot take. Well, just Browns be, are not going to win more than seven At their games. full roster, yes, not winning more than with seven With Deshaun games. Watson. To be fair, I mean, they don't have like games. dynamic receivers. They have Amari Cooper. That's it. That's it. Like, oh, no. Donovan People Jones is solid. Yeah, he is solid. He's not. He's Anthony not a Schwartz is a field stretcher. They're also going to. They still got their. I agree. I'm just they saying still have cap room as well. I don't think he's a guy that's a top OBJ would be welcome to a reunion with the Browns because Baker's gone. Yeah. Jarvis and OBJ. I don't think the both, defense. No, I think Jarvis, Jarvis, I'm pretty sure, is like, because they kind of cut ties with there, and he was like, I want to go play somewhere else. And I, uh, Regardless, I they still have the ability to draft the receiver. The when Deshaun Watson is on Jarvis that football field, Deshaun Watson did more with less in Houston than he's going to have at his disposal. Yeah, Cooks. Did Cooks? No, he didn't. No, he, no, he, no, he, no, he, he, he had DeAndre fuller. Hopkins for like a year. DeAndre, Will, he yeah, made Will I'm not Fuller talking about. I'm not talking about on the offensive side of the ball. He's had weapons on the offensive side. I'm talking as a team, as an organization. He is better off than he ever was. With I the think the Browns, so crazy will be a bottom three the Browns will be a bottom-three team in the AFC. <laughs> what? Jets will be better than the Browns this year. You what? Heard I will say, I mean, it's possible. Who's, I'm just if, saying, if, who's if, done more this year? The Browns unloaded a bag on Deshaun Watson. Beyond that, they've done nothing. Well, uh, respectfully, they traded for Amari Cooper. Cooper. Respectfully, two of the worst teams in AFC are already locked up. So. so weren't that good, yeah. I don't think. Texans, Jags, both I don't think would be great. I'll say, I, I will agree with you if Watson suspended more than six games because without Watson, they might go 0-8. Yeah. There's a solid chance. I just don't think that. And I, I'm I think s- it's clear and obvious the Jaguars will be the worst team again. You don't think no. so? Who do you think is worse? The Texans are going the to The Jaguars at least think? made some yes. improvements to their offense. I think Davis Mills was good enough last year, won a no. few games. Lawrence. Is- yeah, what moves have the Texans made to a- increase Davis Mills' situation? Yeah, the Jaguars might have m- spent unnecessary money, but at the end of the day, it did make their team better. And Travis yeah. Etienne's going to be Maybe. healthy. So yeah, they have a double backfield. Okay, and they have so a Super Bowl winning head coach. Are we going to say Jaguars are second worst? Uh, and that's between Jets and Browns? No, I would go. I would go Patriots second. They're going to be really bad. Really? I'm telling you, the Patriots. You're are really suck. in on that. They're going to suck. Interesting. And they lost Van Oy too, I'm, and JC Jackson. I'm telling you, and they, uh, they are going to stink. Josh McDaniel. I hope so for my sake. Who is but. the most talented player on their team, no matter what position it is? Matthew Devin, Judon. Yeah, Matt, okay, Matt Ju- Judon or Devin McCourty. And McCourty's older than Dirt. Yeah. I was going to say Matthew Slater. I, I mean, guess that's he's fair. also older than Dirt. Yeah. I guess that's fair, but I was going to argue like. Dude, I don't know. like next year is going to be uh, Trent Brown. I mean, Trent Brown's like yeah, the Trent best right Brown. tackle. Yeah, I don't the think league. they're that bad. I, they are. Dude. I get it. They're not great, but they still have the greatest coach of all time. It, it is going to be his biggest test. They if, are if, so yeah, untalented. If, if they may, if they win, but all seven hail plus Mac games, Jones. He stinks. It's going to be proven this year. No, I don't think Mac they, Jones. They, he is no one. To, if you want to talk about that, I'm what still taking Mac Jones over to him. What has he done? What has he done? He has a full season. I just don't get it. He hasn't done anything. Made the playoffs playoffs. as a rookie. Yeah. Tua played the didn't start for the first seven weeks because he had Ryan Fitzpatrick in front of him. They can't beat out Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's a good quarterback. Fitz. What do you mean? He started for the he was starting for the Washington football team. The Commanders commanders. wanted Carson Wentz over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Respectfully, I love Fitzmagic (sighs) as much as some 
people in the world. Dude, they trade for Carson Wentz. You want to talk about t- the Dolphins Again, not giving Tua a my chance? Point, he hasn't had a chance. Yes. And what are the Patriots doing with Mac Jones? He has Brian Hunter Henry. Flores has literally put him into a box and said, good luck getting out, pal, and then ran away. And then what Mike McDaniel do? Run up. Hey, I'm going to give you a chance to win. I'm going to build a wall in front of you and then give you every offensive weapon you could possibly ask as for. Two, as two, wait, how tall is Tua? Is six, six two, I think. Six one. There's He's no too way short. He can't two. see over his O line. There's no yeah, way Tua okay. is six two. He's at least six foot. Oh, we can look. Why is he getting Drew Brees comparison? Tua is six one, according he's to Wikipedia. As hell. Tua's most accurate quarterback uh, down seen to his, since to his, Brees. To, oh, I'm going to vomit. What do you mean? I'm gonna vomit. Okay. You think I am going? Dolphins to... are gonna win this Super Bowl. That's it. I said it. Finally, I'm done. Did he <laughs> just say, say that? To his completion the... percentage for his career, sixty-six point two percent. It's most accurate quarterback since Drew Brees. <laughs> I am going. Was he to... more accurate what than Drew Brees when Drew Brees was still in the league and Tua was still in the league? He was more accurate. He went on a four-year or a four-game stretch where he a four-game stretch. The only, pl- the only player that had a better career or the better completion percentage through those four games was Brees, and they were both at like eighty-four percent. I'm gonna vomit. You guys are both. You don't. Do you, you can't realize relate. what you, you just can't said? Relate. You can't relate. That's Do you it. realize what you just said? Yes, he's the most accurate quarterback since Drew Brees. I'll say it again. That, I'll say it a hundred times. But what? 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 What backs that up? Other than a four-game stretch. His entire college career. Oh, oh my no. God! Wait, oh, and who's the greatest college football player of all time? Tim Tebow. Damn it! I finally turned into the dark side okay, at good. one point. Okay, good. I finally got. I don't know why you guys are so confused. Because he, he there's no, there's nothing that Tua the has done. The only thing you have off Burrow is this past year. I, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. No, I'm saying, but we're gonna blame Tua for all this stuff. All we have off Burrow is the last year. Drew Brees Tua had a completion had a percentage of over seventy percent for the last six seasons of his career. Oh, and I frankly will call it seven because in 2016 he threw sixty nine point nine nine percent. So let's who, round it up. Who and call led it the 70. league in completion percentage last year? Joe Burrow. Who was fourth? Tua Tagovailoa. Who had no weapons? Tua Tagovailoa. Who had the lowest average? Uh, separation between any team the dolphins by seven and a half yards let that sink in the only player that averaged above two and a half yards separation each play was jalen waddle you know what every other player had negative 0.4 combined negative 0.4 okay you guys want to talk about the dolphins offense hasn't done anything i'm being dead serious this is a completely different team and no one understands that cedric wilson and tyree kill are miles and miles and miles beyond albert wilson Devontae parker respectfully i'm going to say this this was the completion percentage leaders. Two was fourth last year in the NFL at 67.8%. Tied for fourth with Dak. He was 2.1% behind Joe Burrow for first. If you flip 2.1% the other way and you take away 2.1% from Tua, he would have been uh, 19th. Yeah. So from about four to about... From four to 14th, who coincidentally is your new backup quarterback... It's a 0.8% percentage rate change. So that middle of the pack is all right there. I just I just think it's blasphemous to call Tua more accurate than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. Um, really, I mean, there's just some great quarter. Russell Wilson was 20th in completion percentage last year. Who do they have to throw to? That's all DK, I need to say. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And who does Aaron Rodgers have to throw to? Uh, You're proving my point here, Tim. Devontae Adams. Adams. Who does Tom Brady throw to? Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And now Colin. let's go back. Who does... Tua Tagovailoa throw to. Yes, but also look at air Jaylen yards. Jalen Waddle that. is his only player. But if you look at air yards, also like they do take more shots. And Tua averaged the, had the second highest completion percentage above twenty plus yard throws, only behind Justin Herbert at forty seven percent. 
So I'm, I'm sick of people saying he has a noodle arm and can't throw it. He had the second highest completion percentage on 20-plus yard throws. I just I, what I more didn't do people say he need? can't throw no, it No, but right what here. more do people need? I don't get it. I'm just not buying that he is more accurate than some of these literal all-time greats. Yeah. That's all-time fine. greats. You don't have to believe that. It'll, it'll show through each year. He's played two years in the league. Same thing can be said about Joe Burrow. People say Joe Burrow is not that good. He's, he had a great year, but he's not that good. It's because he only played two years. You can't compare him to a guy like Aaron Rodgers yet. I can't compare him to a guy like I think Tom that, Brady. I yet. think that stigma's done. I think people are finally talking about how good Dan because good he finally was. was given a chance. His team went all in on him. Same things happening with two, and everyone's like, ah, "Bad, Dude, bad the, idea." What part of the Bengals bad decision went all in last we, year? The Bengals made one draft pick and signed Riley Reef. And, really and, and Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson. I'm talking yeah. about the offensive side. They did. They, they, they drafted made a draft Jamar, pick. and people hated that draft. Pick. Yeah, who hated it? Everyone. Everyone. What? You were all over. You no, no, it. but he, he was all he over it. Bennett does you not represent the Dolphins entire fan you speak base. For Bengals fans. I don't speak for the dude. There you know a, how many there was analysts? Mi- there was just thousands of Dolphins of fans that wanted Panay Sewell. Yeah, thousands yeah. upon thousands. Just like there was thousands upon thousands of Dolphins fans that didn't want Jalen Waddle. Oh my yes. gosh! Yeah, you hated. I Waddell. said I didn't like the pick at the time because I didn't think he did enough for our offense, and he didn't change our offense enough. Dude. Which the ball was thrown to him every all single play. All I'm saying is, if you thought last year was going all in on Joe Burrow. This is what going all in for Joe Just Burrow building an offensive line. That's all you had. That's all we had to do. That was our only missing piece last year. That's and if it. they were to and add the Dolphins' only missing piece was an offensive line receivers. And what they do when I've got an offensive line of receivers? Exactly. So what? So Joe so Burrow doing the same thing. No, you said they went all in for Joe Burrow last year. They didn't. They made the Super Bowl without going all in. They brought a guy that he threw to basically every play in college. That was one a draft, draft pick. pick. Draft what does one pick. draft pick change? You just said that's all in. Yes, and one draft pick can change anything. That's not all So did the in. Cowboys go all in by drafting Micah Parsons? No. Or did the Steelers go all in by drafting Benny Snell in the fourth round back in 2017? <laughs> That's not a comparison at all. No, it's well, it's not. one draft pick. What do you a think? first round, a top five pick. Yeah, yes, they were they bad were... enough to have a top five pick. That's the point we're making. Yeah, it's not like they traded up from... It's not like they were yeah. a playoff team and then yeah. traded up. Like... They were bad. They were bad. I'm not arguing that the Bengals haven't gone all in now, but they certainly didn't go all in last year. They just had a bunch of lucky things happen to them. Yes. They took advantage of that situation, played fantastic football, and made a run. They were a wild card team still. They played mm-hmm. on wild card weekend. They won the division, but they weren't one of the, t- the best teams to have a have a bye. They played in wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. Super wild card weekend. Yeah, yes. super, super, super wild card. Wild card. Uh, Thank you for correcting me, Tim. Of course. Gonna be very interesting, Tim. Your Steelers are winning four games. How about that? Uh, Steve, hey, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, you're right. It's Mike Tomlin, baby. He's the best coach in football. That's a bold statement. He's the best coach in football. Ah, I'd take Sean McVay. I'd take. We're just getting to pointless arguments yes. now. Kyle, why not? I'd take Kyle Shanahan. I'd take Andy Reid. Ew, 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 ew. That's that's it. I can't listen you to. You said co- that's it three times. Shanahan over Tomlin. That's where oh, I'm yeah. drawing the line. This Why? has been this has been the Bench Press Podcast. We can't thank you guys enough for just listening to us argue about sports for right around an hour, two yep. times a week. So thank you guys so much, Tim. Love you guys.